0: right so here we are week three already steve um season really flies by doesn't it um so let's talk a little bit about last week i thought last week was a good week in general um i think we learned a lot more about these teams and a lot of the teams are kind of coming into perspective of what they really are um so and uh i
1: think i thought we gave a lot of winners you know, if you take out the first 10 minutes of the, you know, the Homer piece of talking about the Eagles games and, and the Rams, I mean, I clearly like the Eagles and they lost. Um, that
0: was a total Homer take.
1: But if you take that out, I was pretty much accurate on everything I said. You were very sh- accurate on everything you said.
0: My big miss, Derrick Henry, totally let me down. Totally let me down.
1: Yeah. Big um, man
0: came up small last week.
1: There was a couple contradictions between us where I think I, 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 Proved Steve, to be right. Yeah, Steve, last Steve, week. That's right. Atlanta covered.
0: Um, but I think I, I went back and I looked at the schedule real quick, so I could be wrong on this, but I feel like the favorites won in all, but maybe the Saints game last week. Not to say they all covered, but they all won.
1: Yeah, and that was a home dog, so that was a <clears throat> that was a live action on Monday night.
0: Um, so I actually played a thirteen-team teaser last week, and I missed by one on Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, I thought you had it.
0: Um, Well, I was actually surprised because when I went and I checked the card, I thought I had missed on more. And when I realized it was just Jacksonville, it was kind of devastating by a point and a half because it was minus four. Jacksonville
1: got us again. They got us week one on the survivor Um, pool.
0: And they were up in that game, too. And they uh, let them back in. And I was actually very excited to actually get to see Jacksonville play last night because they've kind of not come out the way that i expected them to on the season and then what did we learn last night really nothing they look like the team that we thought they were going to be
1: no yes last night was uh definitely a dolphins play for us um we were really i was really hot on the dolphins i still am um but them going into the game at zero and two versus jacksonville being one and one who we think is on the tank they're clearly trying to win the game but um you know the head shark out who's Garner and Mishu's top uh, receiving option. So we we took the points again at I always home.
0: take the points on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah,
1: it was a and big it was day. definitely
0: Fitzmagic last night.
1: But let's get on to the games we can impact yeah. in the future to help people out here.
0: All right, so moving on to week three, we're going to pretty much talk about all the games on the card here. Um, some we'll do quicker than others. Um, but let's start with um, Las Vegas at New England. Now, Vegas is 2-0. and They beat the Saints last week. Um, so I think, I guess the public is kind of on Las Vegas and I was kind of on Las Vegas until we talked about it last night and, um, you kind of convinced me, um, or pushed me over onto the new England side. Um, so I think, um, kind of everybody knows this probably, but the one thing that Belichick will do is take away, um, the biggest threat on the other team. And, um, that was definitely Darren Waller last week and, um, in general. Um, so if Belichick takes out, uh, Waller, um, you know, will Las Vegas really be able to win in new England? I think Cam Newton looked good.
1: Well, I think Waller's a little banged up, so it's, it might be questionable that he's still going to play. He'll probably end up playing. So if he doesn't play, then it makes it even that much worse. But to your point what we were talking about, if you watch that saints game, if you take Waller out of that equation, you know that the Raiders probably don't win that game and they probably look like a completely different team because he was carrying them the whole time. Um, even started drawing a lot of coverage, so I he think, opened it up for some other guys. But
0: I think he, they had a lot of penalties, too, that they benefited from, or the yeah, Saints had a lot of penalties. A thing. lot of
1: them were drawn for pass interference all, um, on throws to Waller. So if you, so to your point, if Belichick takes him out, where are they going to go? So they got uh, they got a running game?
0: I think uh, Ruggs is out, too. I think he's officially
1: out. Yeah. New England's the play here, especially if it stays under a touchdown. It opened at six and a half and it's going down to five and a half. But I think people are giving too much credit to the uh, circumstances of, I almost the said Vegas, Oakland, the yeah, Vegas, Vegas uh, win last week, right? You got the ra- the Saints coming off the on, on the road on Monday night. I think um, people
0: forget that Drew no Brees on the road is a thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, especially Drew Brees on the road without his Michael number Thomas. one option, Michael Thomas. I think a lot of people overlooked that fact that he wasn't playing.
0: Um so this should so, be a
1: different I I look for this to be a different story for the Raiders.
0: And I think uh Belcheck's um stats on um games after a loss is, is pretty yeah, impressive.
1: Remember remember they they just came off the loss to Seattle, you know, so the ebb and flows of the season, you'd look for them to turn it around, not lose two in a row.
0: And then there was that photo of him looking like the All disheveled. He's been in the uh, war room preparing for this week. Um, I actually
1: forgot our discussion from yesterday on this game because we didn't talk about much, but we did talk about this game. And I I like now that we're talking about it, I like New England as a play.
0: I do, too. Um, All right. The L.A. Rams going into Buffalo. Now, this is one we probably disagree on, um, but I'll let you talk first about it.
1: Okay, this is a play for me. I like Buffalo. They're both 2-0 um the rams went into philadelphia and and won handily but i think from watching that game there was a lot of not trickery per se but a lot of line movement uh with the eagles playing man-to-man defense they didn't stay with the coverages so they ran a lot of patterns that were across uh the field
0: well that's what um mcveigh does yeah well the eagles were
1: clearly not prepared and with a with a new look on defense they they have some work to do um and hopefully they gel but Buffalo, my point is Buffalo's defense is rock solid. Um, they are not going to fall for a lot of this misdirection and line movement pre-snap um, that the Eagles did. And they're up in Buffalo. The line started at three. It's down the two and a half and two in places. So you could look at a line that's Buffalo at home. Could get as low as a pick them, but um, maybe just a point. I would I would look anywhere under three to take Buffalo.
0: All right. I mean, this is a game I probably wouldn't play, um, but I just think that Buffalo, if you look at, I mean, they look great in their first two games, but they also played the Jets and the Dolphins. So I don't know how much um, you Golf can- struggles
1: against good defenses, defenses that are playing well, that are prepared. He always struggles against the good defenses and Buffalo at home um, plays pretty strong defense. So I hope I'm right here. It's interconference. So you could see where, um, the Rams having to come all the way across the country into Buffalo might not be as motivated on this one.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think I probably, I mean, the Rams have looked good this year. Um, they didn't look good last year. So I think, uh, Sean McVay is, um, you know, trying out some new things this year and, and really, you know, working on the offense. So I would have to, um, take the Rams there.
1: You like the Rams. All right. So we're disagreeing there. We'll see what Um, happens.
0: All right. And I guess the next game we're also going to disagree on. So this one is Houston going into Pittsburgh. And... uh,
1: I know you're a big Ben Roethlisberger Big Ben at
0: home. I like him. I might play him in uh, Vandal this week, too, with Ben as my quarterback.
1: Yeah, and the story there is the defense, right? Um, Their defense is looking a lot better. I mean, they were good last year, but they're looking like they had a little more time together, and they're gelling.
0: Yeah, I mean, this play for me is probably more a play against Houston than it is a play for Pittsburgh, because I think Houston just looks terrible. And we've talked about it before. Um, and I'm probably going to say it every freaking week, but I just think um, Houston without um, DeAndre Hopkins, it's just not the same. Um, Will Fuller left the game last week. Uh, he's not on the injury report this week, but you never know if he's going to make it through a whole game. Kenny Stills was on the injury report with an illness. You don't know if he's going to play. Um, so I just don't think it sets up well for
1: Houston. For me, I was high on, on Houston coming into the season. You have to take some things into account. Who have they played? They're Oh, and two, right?
0: Yeah. They had a tough schedule. I get that.
1: But they've had the two, they've played the two toughest teams from last year, bar none, no argument, right? They played the, the chiefs. And they play Baltimore. So you couldn't get it harder than that. So they've had to gel with a new with the, without the Andre Hopkins um, against some pretty stiff competition. So now they come into Pittsburgh, which I hesitate to even think about going against Pittsburgh at home. That's not how you make a living, going against Pittsburgh at home. But in this scenario, Pittsburgh, they opened up at six. The public's betted bet down to four. I think anything outside three is a bonus here. Because I, to me, it's a three-point game. And I look to Houston really to maybe win this game straight up because they're 0-2. They need to get a win. Steelers are 2-0. and 0. When you look at kind of the balance of powers, this might be one of those games where you just make it as simple as they're desperate for a win. And are the Steelers, you know, are the Steelers going to end up being 13-3 and 3 this year? You know, I doubt it. Hmm.
0: All right, well, we'll so see. They don't
1: look like world beaters. They look good, and I'm high on them. But again, I'm hesitant to go against Pittsburgh, but I think this is a play for Houston.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You like uh, Pittsburgh.
0: I do. I definitely like Pittsburgh there. Why? Uh, Like I said, it's a more a play against Houston than it is a play for Pittsburgh. All right. I just think Houston is you terrible. How do you feel I about Bill O'Brien? Bill O'Brien is an idiot,
1: <laughs> and
0: I just don't see We it. are. I thought that... In the previous games, they would be a little more competitive, and it really wasn't. I mean, they really weren't competitive in those
1: games. It's been disappointing. There wasn't even
0: garbage time production.
1: I know. It's been disappointing, but <laughs> this is one – for me, I'm hoping and this, this is, is a situation not- where they need to get their offense together with – the again, they got a new running back in David Johnson – There's a big question mark because he was the best running back. If you remember a couple of years ago, he was the number one pick in the fantasy draft, David, for probably two years in a row. Then he got hurt. So it usually takes about a year and a half to come back from a knee injury. This does set up for him to be successful. So I'm waiting for him to possibly break out. But how many eggs can you put in the basket of David Johnson, who hasn't been relevant in two years, right? You lose their number one option in DeAndre Hopkins. I get where you're coming from, but I just think that if you're going to take the points here, especially if you're getting more than three, it's a three point game. Take Houston plus the points. Okay. We'll see. All right. All right let's um, move on.
0: Next game is San Fran at the Giants. Um, and San Fran dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, they're without Garoppolo. They're without Richard Sherman. They're without um, Bosa. So, and they're going back. Apparently there was some issues. They were at the same, what is it, MetLife Stadium? Yeah, if we're going to talk New about York.
1: injuries in this game, how about Saquon Barkley bye-bye for the rest of the season? Like, okay, Giants are done. I so,
0: don't know that Saquon Barkley means the Giants are
1: done.
0: Wow. Well, now, I mean, we've
1: we, struggled, and Saquon has struggled, so the hope is that he would get better to be able to open the offense up. Now you take him out in the hope that he would start hitting on all cylinders to open up everything in the passing game, but just that's gone now. So people are going to be able to, to focus on the pass. Who did they sign? The, uh, Devontae Freeman from the Atlanta Falcons? who was sitting out there on the waivers. Nobody wanted him. So, you know, I know well, a lot of people jumped on fantasy. Money. That was a big that was a big pickup this week since he got signed. Um, and it looks like he is going to get an opportunity to get snaps right away. Um, but it seems like fool's gold if this guy's been sitting out and hasn't really been working out. We'll see.
0: Well, I think he wanted too much money. I think that was the problem. A couple teams tried to sign him.
1: You're kind of big on Devontae, on, on him, aren't
0: you? Uh, I mean, I don't know how much like Devonte. the... You know, he the injury and stuff. But, I mean, he was a solid player back, you know, a few years ago with Atlanta. I mean, if he could be that guy again. Yeah. I mean, he could catch the ball. He could run it out of the backfield. So
1: Talking about some old running backs um, the last two seasons. I segments. mean, I don't think he's
0: going to be a difference maker this week. Um, but I, I think you're not giving the Giants enough credit. I mean, we watched their first game against Pittsburgh. And they looked pretty good. I mean, up against the Pittsburgh defense. And their defense looked pretty good. Um, well, the, li-
1: the line opened at six and a half. Uh, San Fran favorite and is now down in the three and a half.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure that's because of the, all the injuries. I mean, you got Nick Mullins as the starting quarterback for San Fran.
1: You still have no Um, Debo Samuel. So this is a flash for those of you who are playing fantasy football. Debo Samuel is supposed to come back next week. So if you still have him out on your waiver wire, now it's probably time to get him before your waiver wire cuts off for this week, because he's going to be a top target next week when everybody realizes he's coming back initial reports in the beginning of the season was that he may be out for 10 weeks. So it definitely impacted his draft status. And looking back at my leagues that I'm playing in, he was sitting on all the waiver wires. So I went in Wednesday, Thursday in one league, Wednesday in all the others and picked him up. But that would be a good spot for next week if you have room to stash a guy.
0: Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think.
1: Debo Samuel.
0: I like the Giants to at least stay in it. Um, I don't know if I would um, expect it to be like a three-point game, but.
1: Yeah, I would not I touch this game into the I would not touch this game with a 10-foot pole, but it's just too many injuries, too many question marks. I could see it going either way.
0: Um,
1: I guess in this situation, if you had to go, I would to take the home team that's getting the points, right? Home dog. <laughs> Which is the Giants, so.
0: All right, so do we agree or disagree there?
1: I mean, if I had to, I would right. go Giants, but I'm not I going liked, to. I'm
0: talking myself <laughs> into the Giants more. Enough.
1: I didn't play it on my uh, teaser card. I thought I Daniel Jones looks,
0: looked good in that first game. And I like Slayton this week, especially like without Slayton. Richard Sherman on the field. All right, we'll see. Um, all right, next game, Tennessee at Minnesota. And uh, I still love the Titans. I still love Derrick Henry. I'm going to go back to him this week.
1: I was going to say, your love affair continues with Derrick Henry. And he kind of let us down last week because of, how many yards did he have? About I think 80? It was like 84. Yeah. yeah. A lot of his over totals were what I saw was 95
0: 95 um, it was or, higher than was that it
1: in the hundreds
0: yeah it was like 115
1: uh yeah whatever i whatever it was i took it and it lost
0: i know i don't play a lot of prop bets but i did i put all my money in my FanDuel sports book account on him and he let me down um but um against minnesota minnesota has looked like crap they're and two. Um, time of possession in these games, I had to check week two. And again, it was like 40 minutes to 20 minutes. The time that they have the ball, it just doesn't make any sense. So, um, I'm definitely taking the Titans. Um, I'll take them all day at minus two and a half.
1: Right, When I was looking at this game, I was thinking Titans cause I kind of, I kind of like them and you know, who doesn't after the playoff performance last year, but you, you take, you try to figure out what Minnesota's doing. They were on the road last week. They looked horrible. Would they play Indy? They lost by a bunch of points. Um, So, you know, you tend to say, okay, Tennessee, this looks like a no-brainer. But I would say be careful in this game. And as much as I wouldn't want to go against Tennessee at this point because their run game looks good and who doesn't like Derrick Henry, this is Minnesota coming off an embarrassing loss. Minnesota's what, 0-2? Okay, so this is a good scenario of records maybe evening out. Vikings are 0-2. Right. They're tied with the Lions. Do you really I know they've played bad, but do you really put them in the same category as the Lions? I think they're a class below. So you'd think the Vikings would get on the board with the win. And then you're playing Tennessee, who even though, you know, everybody's goo goo ga -ga on Tennessee. How good are they really? I mean, their quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. Well, here's the scenario. It's
0: Ryan Tannehill.
1: Oh, my God. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) he (laughs) <laughs> Did you just make that one up, or is that going around? No. I Tanner wish I Thrill? could take
0: credit for it, but I can't.
1: That's funny. Um, my point is, is if you take away the run, he's not going to lead with the pass. They, he needs to set up the pass with the run.
0: No. They came out firing last week. They had, like, a big pass to John O. Smith. Three plays they were down the field on the first drive last week.
1: So so the Titans are 2-0 in the AFC South. The Colts are one and one. They play Sunday. The Jaguars already played this week. They're one and two, and the Texans are zero and two. So even if the Texans win, they go to zero and two. And the Colts win, they'll be two and one. The Titans sitting at two and zero. I mean, are they going to break out and run away with this division? They're
0: run away with it.
1: So I, again, I'm probably going too far because I don't like Minnesota enough that I'm going to probably take them. But if I again, this is probably put in the category. If I had to choose, I'd probably go Minnesota. All right. Well, it looks like a trap. Again, home dog. <clears throat>
0: so, no, I don't feel like it's a trap. I feel like um, the coach will have them prepared to play, even though they're playing a team that maybe they, you know, think they can eat, easily beat. Um, so I don't worry about that. And like you said, if they win this game, then they, they're they on the way to run away with the division. I and mean, Why wouldn't they want to put themselves in that position? Early? I guess the
1: question is, can Dalvin Cook run on Tennessee's defense?
0: Well, I mean, here's my question. If I'm a coach and I'm playing – against the Minnesota Vikings, I'm going to load the box, I'm going to stop Cook, and I'm going to make Kirk Cousins throw it. Because Kirk Cousins, when he gets in that situation, he sucks. Well, and who's he throwing it to? Kirk
1: Cousins at home is a different quarterback than Kirk Cousins on the road, especially in that dome. So don't forget that one, too. You get kind of a Jekyll and Hyde sometimes. No, I don't so agree with we that. So got, far, we got Hyde both times. But when you uh, Jekyll, put, I think, is coming this week.
0: When you got to put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands and make him win the game for you, it never goes well.
1: Who's the second receiver in Minnesota?
0: Exactly. <laughs> Who is it? And Adam Thielen is a, a slot receiver. That's your number one.
1: Well, they're, they're definitely missing digs. Um, so
0: they that's another situation. Uh, the same thing as the Texans. You trade away that, you know, down the field threat, and then the whole field collapses.
1: All right, we talked about enough of that game.
0: Um, all right, next one, Washington at Cleveland.
1: All right, so I'm going to shock on this one. I know you're not too heavy on this game, but I personally, the more and more I think about this game this week, I really like Washington, and I'm going to tell you why. So first of all, I'm not really that sold on Cleveland. Who really can be? I mean, it's Cleveland. And if you see the way they played against Baltimore week one, Baltimore was in their backfield all day. And uh, Mayfield was running around with his head chopped off, throwing balls all around, throwing them away. Really didn't didn't look good. He looked like a rookie quarterback. So from my standpoint, Washington's strength here is their defensive line they're going to be in the backfield against Cleveland. I think they're going to be able to force some turnovers or at least get into Baker Mayfield's head where, um, you know, he's not going to be able to see over these, these massive guys. So I I think that Washington's defense could shake Baker Mayfield into a couple turnovers that could cost them the game. I would say, take the points. They're getting five, five and a half opening line. It's now up to seven. Um, People I think are going to Cleveland's going to be a popular pick here. So I think you take the points. I would even look, I wouldn't go crazy, but I would even look at the money line for Washington to win, uh, the Washington football team to win straight up. They're getting plus 270, plus 280 odds I'm seeing online right now. So I think if you invest $100, if you can get the money line down to win 280, that's probably a a good bet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't feel confident in saying that Cleveland's going to win this game. Um, I did put them on my card this week and it's probably the one I'm a little nervous about. I guess my only thing is I, I, I just don't trust the Washington offense. Like I agree with you that if they get pressure on Mayfield, it's not going to be a good day for him, but I just don't trust their ability to move the ball either.
1: I think you take the under here too. I mean, I'm, um, I'm agreeing as you're talking, I'm agreeing with you and I'm thinking that this is, uh, in that point, uh, Washington's not going to be able to do too much. It's going to be in the teens, maybe a, uh, you know, 19, 19 15 score here.
0: Uh, and one thing I did want to mention going back to the last game that actually has gone the over under it's gone up. Um, but with Minnesota at the pace that they play, if Tennessee can get a lead and they, you know, just run the ball, that could be a good actual underplay on that one too. Um, especially if it's all the way up to 49 and a half.
1: Yeah. So we're opposite there too, because you like Tennessee, I kind of like Minnesota. So I'm kind of thinking the over there because Minnesota's going to have to score points to win this game.
0: Um, but all right. So, um, I guess we can move on to the next game, which happens to be the battle of two O and two teams, the Cincinnati Bengals going into Philadelphia, who is um dead last in offense according to the Football Outsider stats, which I was looking at yesterday. Um, so your You're fran- that one in huh? your franchise quarterback has some work to do there. Um. So Steve, who's your pick on this game?
1: Well, I mean, it's no doubt I'm going to stick and live and die with the Eagles, but I think you have to take them here because they, um, they, as bad as they've looked over the first two weeks, I just think that the rookie quarterback should get shaken enough by the schemes that the Eagles will run. Hopefully another week they'll get a little more congealed. Um, I, th- I look for them to put more pressure a lot of times they they sit back and they don't blitz i think you have to go against burrows here and send um odd man rushes you gotta take some chances and send some some of the guys in the backfield uh send a safety send a corner blitz um try to force a turnover i think that cincinnati um they're, they look they're looking better, but this is not the spot for them. The Philadelphia Eagles are desperate. If they lose here, their season's done. I wow, mean, that's my it point. in three.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you lose to the Bengals <clears throat> in week three and you're already zero and two, that's pretty bad. Um, you can run on Cincinnati. Um, we saw that last week with the um, Browns. I mean, they ran all over them. So hopefully, it's a hopefully Miles Sanders stays on the field for the full game. And uh, I can fire him up and well, Miles Vandal. Sanders
1: came back last week. Right. And he even said, I didn't have a preseason, you know, so he put first drive, he put the ball on the carpet, uh, turned it over. That was really what led to the start of the downfall against the Rams. But I look for all these guys, Miles Sanders. You got Lane Johnson coming back. Um, we played last week, but he should be another week stronger. Get that offensive line a little bit more playing time. Now that you have Jason Peters locked in. Um, I'm
0: going to look for something out of Deshaun Jackson this week too.
1: So Deshaun's a good uh, a good sleeper play, I think, especially for fantasy. Because everybody's Jalen forgot Rieger's, about him. Well, Jalen Rieger's hurt, and I've hesitated over the last two weeks to pull this name out. But if you're looking for a cheap option, especially if you play FanDuel, um, you're looking for a cheap receiver to get some points so that you can spend money elsewhere, Greg Ward Jr. is a good option. He's going to be uh, probably less than $5,000 to get on your roster, maybe 4800 I haven't checked it for this week. But you have Rieger out. Um, you have no um, Alshon Jeffries. He's not back yet. You only have Deshaun, and they've been working load management. So you have High Towers, a rookie last year. Not many other receivers there as options. They're going to look for the uh, tight ends, obviously. But Greg Ward Jr. could be a guy who could get like 80 yards, 90 yards, and a touchdown, get some points.
0: Um, well, I'm hoping that um, Philly goes up and just runs the ball a little bit against the – uh, Bengals what's well, the
1: key if they can't run the ball they're done like uh, they need to help Carson Wentz he looks like uh, he's regressed so a lot of this stuff you, you know you try to make the excuse because of the lack of, of training camp and time that they've had but you look around the league and there's a lot of offenses out there that look pretty sharp so you, you can't really give a guy too too many excuses especially as we head into week three
0: um, Ellen oh, I owe you 20 bucks, I think from last week, because I don't think Aaron Donald registered a sack. Aaron Donald
1: did not register a sack and a veal. Just so you know, none of the Rams got a sack. There was not like was four snows. sacks in that game. There we had a little sacks. conversation about that earlier.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Shout uh, out to a uh, and the Carolina Panthers. Sorry about CMC.
0: Um, all right. So I guess we're both on Philadelphia there. Um, and then next game up is Chicago at Atlanta. And wait, you're, you're,
1: you like Philadelphia? Okay, I didn't know that. I mean, thought so you were going to hate on them again this week.
0: No, I didn't touch that game last week because I I I didn't. But I mean, if you guys can't, beat, I got you
1: on that Aaron Donald stat that he played three times without a sack and he wasn't going to get a sack. I think I scared you.
0: Um, if you guys can't beat the Bengals, then you're you're done.
1: That so. was pretty much the only game I talked about. That was. That was bad advice last week.
0: Such a homer take.
1: We should, if we could have just edited the first ten minutes out of the podcast last week, that would have been perfect.
0: Um, all right, I actually
1: v- would have looked like I knew what I was talking about. Moving on. Let's do it. Chicago, uh, sure. Here's,
0: here's your next chance because you're you're in love with the Falcons too this year. Another zero
1: two team. Well, listen, it's funny all because the teams we're that talking, you like
0: are zero two. By the way, we were kind the of, Texans, the Falcons, the Eagles.
1: <clears throat> well, the way I look at it is they <clears throat> won last week. I don't care that they blew the lead. They still covered. So that's oh, they all I cared about. So we were talking about it like maybe Monday or Tuesday, and you were almost talking as if that was a bad pick because the Cowboys came back and won. But might I remind you that they were getting points. So okay. Atlanta was the play there. That's a winner. You're correct. You lost that one.
0: But, I mean, they still kind of lost the game. I mean, they had like three turnovers, and then somehow they get beat by a point on an onside kick.
1: Well, yeah, it's just, you know, it's Leon led all over again, right? For your Cowboys fans who are all uh, joyous thinking you're going to the Super Bowl again just because you beat the Falcons who can't cover anybody. Um, you know, we'll see how they do this week against Seattle, a real team. But um, I can't really talk too much trash because the Eagles look so bad.
0: Um. So now apparently Julio Jones might be out of this game. Um, so.
1: Uh, will you have Ridley. Right, and um, one of the fantasy impacts was the tight end that they had come over from Baltimore, right, um, who's, who showed up last week and got a touchdown, Hurts. Um, Hurst. Hurst, so, uh, you know, I think that there's other weapons. Julio's a big loss, but we're talking Chicago, right? So here's another, here's another reason why. 2 and
0: 0.
1: Chicago's 2-0. Chicago's 2-0, right? Atlanta's 0-2. Atlanta's playing at home. It just lines up for Atlanta to win this game. I
0: mean, Atlanta's has the too and much flows. talent flows. we we'll talk about the ends and
1: flows of the season.
0: They have too much talent on their team to be Owen and 2. Um, I don't think Mitch Trubinsky is that great of a quarterback to be 2 and O, but um I just don't trust the Falcons until I see them actually pull out a victory.
1: It's hard to get too cocky about them mm. because of the way they, that they didn't really show up against Seattle when you were looking for them to come out hot for this year and then they blow that lead where they just sit back on the onsides kick. I don't even want to go into that, but there's there's tons of things from last week's game where you could point to the reason why. And, uh, I'm lost.
0: not sure about Gurley now. I don't know. He didn't really have much uh, play not last it. week. They haven't used him as a receiver at all, which I'm not really sure what that's all about. Um, but the other guy got a lot of run in that game. Um, and it's going
1: to be Matt Ryan, Ridley. And, and. The well, I worry. I mean, I would
0: probably lean the Falcons in this game if Julio plays, but if Julio's out, I think that means Ridley gets more coverage well, and I don't trust
1: it at all. I think, it, I mean, it's a good point. You might have a chance of having some semblance of a running game if Julio's in because it's more coverage that you have to put into the secondary. You maybe free up a body in the box so that Gurley could get going. So that's going to hurt. But as it stands and they can, I, I think that Gurley's going to struggle. So it's going to have to be Matt Ryan. I'm not really too scared of Chicago. Um, they're a week 2-0. and They beat the Lions. Who did they beat last week? Mm. They beat the Lions. They came back. Um maybe the Giants, right? It was the Giants last yeah, week sure. when, when Saquon got hurt. So the Giants stink. Clearly. They're 0-2. The Lions are 0-2. The Bears have beat nobody. Atlanta, Neither at the least. Falcons. So this is the way I look at it. Well, Chicago has a good defense. So anything can happen with the defense. But Atlanta's offense, I think, is elite. Even without Julio, they're pretty damn strong. So I think they'll be able to move the, the ball um enough at home and to keep. Trubisky out of the end zone to win this game. Hmm. I do like to, if you look at the line movement, it opened at three and a half and it's crept down to three. If you can get that inside three, you know, this would be a perfect teaser. I think it's, I think you can guarantee the tease. If you can get it to three. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, this not, game.
0: I'm not touching that at all. Um.
1: Move
0: on? All right. Next game one? Jets at Indy. Um, And I don't know that there's too much to say about this um, other than the Jets suck. Adam Gase sucks. Um, And I want to know which coach loses their job first. Is it (laughs) going to be Bill O'Brien, Dan Quinn, or Adam Gase?
1: I think Gase is out the door for sure. But um, I I would say the only thing I have to add about this game, it started at 7, Indianapolis' favorite.
0: Yeah, it's gone up to 11.5. I mean, I wouldn't touch it at 11.5. Um.
1: Well, this is the biggest line on the card. So um, we haven't forgot survive, the survivor pool, but this is the first game we've come to that I would consider using a survivor play on Indianapolis against the Jets. I think. Tried you know,
0: that week one against the Jags. Didn't work out so well. well. Here's, here
1: I'm, I'm, I'm shuffling a little bit <laughs> because Garner Michio obviously looks like he's not trying to tank the season. So I think the Jets are the one that are tanking. I Coming in, I thought the two bit worse team's. We're going to be Jaguars and the Jets. So the Jaguars look like they have a little bit of fight in them. Um, I think the Jets, Le'Veon Bell's right out.
0: He's out. I think Crowder's out.
1: Yeah, I think there's a, a failure of leadership in Adam Gase. And on the road with Indianapolis, hopefully, as they progress last week and looked really good against Minnesota, they continue that trend. I would look for them. You probably have to tease it to, to be comfortable, but they'll probably – I think if you're going, you got to take – You got to give up the points and go against the Jets. This is a strong play for Survivor. The only thing I will add is that this is probably going to be the number one play for Survivor. Um, People taking Indianapolis. So, you know what happens in Survivor Pool when everybody jumps on one team? You got to be weary about that upset that you're not seeing happen. But it's the Jets. They're horrible.
0: Um, I'd I'd like to be shocked um, if they won. Jonathan Taylor as a fantasy play. Um,.
1: About the next game is Carolina at the Chargers. Chargers. Well, so
0: to your point, um, and I guess i will talk about this, but if you're looking for the contrarian survivor pick, this would probably be a good one based on what your feel of the game is.
1: Yeah, so I would definitely look at this next game, Carolina at Chargers for Survivor Pick 2. And this would be the tricky one if you want to get a little crazy because you don't really want to use the Chargers. They're not they're a little bit gonna be a little bit unpredictable. Um, I don't see them going into uh
0: you know, well, lead if you for can, the
1: division yeah, when you can we're halfway them. through the season. Yeah, this is definitely a team that you'd like to lose, use, get a win early and and move on and save one of your uh, better teams for later in the pick, in the pool. So I would definitely consider Chargers. That's probably where I'll go. Carolina and CMC hurt.
0: How is that? Is that line really minus six and a half on the Chargers?
1: Yeah, it is. Chargers are at home. They're Carolina's number one offensive weapon. Where they game, the whole game plan is built around... Is out right, so that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get that, but why is that a shocker? Let me ask you this: because,
1: huh? Why is that a shocker? Do you think it should be higher?
0: Because the Chargers, what's their record?
1: The Chargers, yeah. The Chargers should be one and one.
0: Who did they beat week one? Then they lost last week.
1: Chargers are one and one. Uh, They lost last week to the Chiefs. They beat Denver. Who they played?
0: Um, I don't know. That just seems right high here. with a rookie quarterback. They beat the Panthers with a rookie quarterback. They That's, didn't beat the Panthers. The they mm-hmm. just played the. They're playing the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Moving schedule's on. Schedules dumb. Uh, the Bengals.
1: The Bengals. Sixteen
0: to thirteen. Yeah.
1: They. Yeah. Week one. Okay. It was Joe Burrow's first game, so they um, went into Cincinnati. They didn't look that strong. That was
0: Tyrod Taylor, but let me ask you this: because last week, obviously, um, it was supposed to be Tyrod Taylor that started the game, and he got his lung punctured right before the game started. So the
1: <laughs> was he getting hit in the pregame drills?
0: Oh, you didn't hear that? Uh, what the, happened? They were give the doctor was giving him like a pain injection for something, I guess, with his back, and he accidentally like punctured hit his, his lung. Yeah.
1: Jesus! Um, Fire true. the medical staff. True
0: story. But um, so uh, the
1: rookie. anybody <laughs> really care because it's Tyrod Taylor. Like, <laughs> what if they did that to Tom Brady? Um,
0: well, I don't know. Maybe the doctor got fired. But
1: um, sounds like the Philadelphia Eagles medical staff.
0: <laughs> so, but regardless, so Justin Hebert comes in. Um, well, I know I he looks really
1: good, and they committed yeah, to Taylor. Regardless, can I ask my question? You Do you one? think
0: there was any benefit <laughs> to, there? to him because he didn't know he was starting this game? Um, so for yeah, a real no pressure going into your first NFL start, you don't have that time to think about it, like you're just kind of thrown into action. Oh, that's and then, a
1: tough one because he's not getting the reps either beforehand, so I think you could go either way.
0: Number two. Kansas City wasn't preparing for Justin Heber. They were preparing for Tyrod Taylor. So do you think from that perspective it benefited him at all?
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, Because you don't have any tape. You don't know what's coming at you. And and apparently he's accurate and he throw the ball over the field. So, you know, you'd probably get into more base defenses of nickels and dimes in early downs if you know the guy's got a hose and going to throw the ball over the field as opposed to getting in the base defense and still fighting against the run. So the book's a little bit... Uh, written that we have some tape on this guy. Um, it's definitely going to be harder once you get tape on the guy in NFL action. So I think he'll definitely benefit there, but clearly he's going to get the rep during practice coming into the week. So, uh, you know, he should be a little bit more prepared coming in. I, it's going to be tough for him to look better than what he did last week. Right.
0: Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was just surprised at that line is that almost got the chiefs that high. Um, but I mean I definitely would not take the Chargers at minus six and a half. So
1: you would take Carolina? You like uh
0: I'm not gonna touch the Teddy game. ball
1: game, Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Um, but I think Bridgewater is fairly capable. Um
1: I mean, listen, these are two bad teams. I mean, so two bad teams play, take the points. So you might want to look at Carolina, but you know, from a survivor play, they're not I can't see how the Chargers are gonna lose at home.
0: I mean, I kinda like that Hebert guy. I think he I hope he does well, but I just, I don't know what to expect. I mean, we'll learn a lot more after this game. We'll see what it's really made of. Um,
1: There's better games on the card,
0: right? Uh, put money on, yeah. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, if you're to
1: sure. mess with that line. Um, you could tease it down the no, Chargers. Yeah. I would tease that down the Chargers, About a to pick them, and then just have them win the game. You'll be fine.
0: Um, all right, so next game is Detroit at Arizona. and um, 2 versus 2-0. Um, I like... Arizona, I would take them at minus five and a half. Um, All
1: right, so this one started at minus three and a half. Arizona at home against Detroit. It's up to five and a half. I see it jump to six in one place. So this is Friday night. Definitely has a chance to go six up to a touchdown. I feel like coming into this game, Clearly, Arizona beat San Francisco. They win last week against Washington. They look like the stronger team coming in. Detroit giving up the big lead to Chicago. They're 0 2.
0: I haven't really seen like the 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 fight out of Detroit yet, though, either.
1: No, like, all the talk have, is that they're going to give up on Patricia and that they've given um, up in these games.
0: Matt Stafford in as my quarterback because he's has in the past at least been like a good garbage time quarterback. He's racked like up when a lot they, of
1: second half points, right?
0: Yeah. And that hasn't happened this year. Now, Kenny galladay has been out, but I don't know if you can attribute all of that to to him. Um, so,
1: here's, the, here's what I'm thinking about this game. So, first look at this game, I think you clearly are like Arizona. Yeah. I feel like this is a game where everybody and their mother is going to be on Arizona. And when that happens, you go the other way.
0: Yeah, no, I could see that because I feel like some of these other games where you're like so clear, one team over the other. Like, I don't see any way that the freaking Jets beat the Colts. Um, Like anybody
1: that's been watching football, they say, hey, Detroit's (laughs) going to win this game against Arizona. You'd look at them and say, you're an idiot, right? Because they just look like they're horrible.
0: This is the one game where I could see Detroit pulling it out. Um, I mean, they're not that bad. They're not as bad of a team as their
1: record says. Listen, you got when, when you start challenging the will of the players to fight for the coach, this thing think, only goes this, this goes hard one way or the other. It I either goes they, straight down or straight up. I don't think they
0: like Patricia, though. I mean, there's been some like negative like stuff that's come out about him and his like relationship with the players.
1: What the defensive coach under Belichick is a jerk. That's uh, a shocker.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, he's probably got a he- lot
1: of pressure, right? He hasn't done anything
0: yeah i'm and i agree
1: he should probably start with like a tailor get some new clothes he looks like a schmuck on the field like he's a high school coach
0: i guess you always gotta like worry when you leave new england and you've had like success under belichick like are you gonna be able to do it on your own
1: yeah and there's Um, i mean there's a lot of goes either way right you got some guys that have been really successful you got guys uh that fail and have to come back. So you
0: got guys like Josh McDaniel who uh, take a job and then decide they don't want it. (laughs) They'd rather stay there.
1: Well, Um, he did take a job in Denver and failed, right? His first job was in Denver. He, I know he balked uh, the second time that they were looking. He came. So he went to Denver, failed miserably, comes back to new England, tries to leave. They sell him as the heir apparent to Belichick when he has another job lined up. Well, was took, that with Detroit?
0: No, he took the job with the Colts.
1: Colts. Which yeah, he was probably right. glad because oh, that was because that's how Frank Wycheck got.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, he was probably glad because he thought he was going to go and have it, uh, Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck missed one season with injury, and then up and retired. So, but all right, moving on. That was a total. Um,
1: yeah. So I'd be there. weary of this game. I mean, I want to like Arizona. This is probably something that I I feel I need till Sunday to really lock in. But I'm looking the more the longer the week goes, I like the points in Detroit for no other reason than this is everybody line up on Arizona and watch them not cover. It'll be like a three point game.
0: Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, all right. Next game is Tampa Bay going into Denver. Denver is, I believe, without um their quarterback. So it'll be Jeff Driscoll that starts. Um I assume he's already rolled out, but I can't be I'm not 100% on that. Um, but I definitely would take um Tampa Bay here. Um although I have my concerns about Tampa Bay long term, but we'll see what happens.
1: I have I don't really have that many that much concern long term. I have more short term concern as it is coming to Denver. Um you know, a couple of the things coming into Denver that are negative is clearly the altitude that sure, causes you to breathe.
0: I'm sure TB12 is prepared for altitude.
1: Uh-huh. They got uh, 10 other guys on that offense that are going to have to be prepared as well. So,
0: Well, uh, Gronk is on the TB12 uh, plan, so he's prepared too.
1: Uh, well, for, you know he's what gonna, they say, you get be- in the 40s, you know, it's a little harder to climb the mountain and get up there in the uh, altitude. But anyway, hey, Tampa Bay, it worries me. Because they're coming in, they're getting less uh, opportunities. <laughs> nice catch like there. It's
0: like sliding it out the whole time.
1: Maybe if Tampa Bay would put you at tight end, you, the tight end would have a uh, reception. That was a good catch.
0: I, I don't know about this whole situation with Gronk.
1: <clears throat> That's the point, right? I mean, are they playing possum with Gronk? Is it some type of load management where they just want to make sure that they have him healthy through the year?
0: I don't think it is. I would like, like to think it, is, would but I don't think it is. Who the hell would
1: get Gronkowski out of retirement and use him as a blocking tight end and not throw him the ball? It's like something's going on. I get that Arians typically does not throw to the tight end, right?
0: True. But then why do you sign Gronk?
1: Exactly. And Gronk exactly. did not
0: come back to the NFL to be a blocker.
1: Well, you sign him because Tom Brady wants him. And Tom, if you make Tom Brady your quarterback, you pretty much give him right. whatever he wants.
0: But wasn't that the whole thing is that Tom Brady wanted to go somewhere where he had the input in the offense. And I feel like that's, well, it's fine to say that when you're in new England for 20 years and it's a uh, relationship that develops naturally, but when you force it in a new, with a new team and a new coach, that maybe it doesn't play out so well. And I feel like that's what's kind of happening.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to step out on a limb. Tampa only wins this game if Gronk shows up into the offensive game plan. I feel like it's a -a rope-a-dope. I'm going to stick to the guns on Gronk. I think that this is a complete rope-a-dope and they're just trying to get him into the flow. And not game plan for him. And, ex, and as soon as you see the negative articles coming out with Arian saying, we don't typically throw, he's old, he can't run by anybody. And Gronk playing possum, like I'm a blocking tight end with a sarcastic attitude, right? <laughs> Believe me, they're going to throw the ball this week.
0: Um, I mean, they're I hope it is that situation. And I will say this, I'm officially taking him out of my... um lineup this week so he probably will do something exactly
1: the, the mush, i do know when it comes to that making that change i
0: know well i'm gonna put john new smith in this week and uh, take, oh, was, uh
1: you're definitely making a mistake that was last week
0: take gronk out was well, the last two weeks but um yeah. i don't know that this is the week if you're playing possum is this where you finally break gronk out when you're playing the denver broncos with a backup quarterback i don't think so
1: listen a lot of this bravado is wishful thinking. Because I, I've just backed him up so much. Like, I'm in a fantasy league. I drafted him in the fifth round. I got Lamb Bases. It's my college buddies. I'm still getting texts. I got one today. Busting my stones about Gronk and what a waste of a pick it was. So I got to stick with him. Um, I adjusted him back to my bench because I have Kasicki, Um And I played him on Thursday night. But I can definitely run him back out as a flex. So as we're progressing into the week, I think I'm going to play him just because of that reason that you're sitting him. <laughs> so let me know if you change your mind and play him. I'll put him yeah, back on the bench. Can't do it.
0: Can't, do it. can't take a goose egg. Um, uh, all right. So not
1: really a strong play there, right? I mean, I feel like we're not.
0: No, I think Tampa Bay wins
1: by a touchdown. Like what's your strongest play that you've already. Let's let's pause for a second. We only have like three games left. What is your strongest play on the card here so far? Because I don't um, know that we've really said, hey, let's go. I like this team. At least you I haven't. would
0: have to go with Tennessee.
1: All right, so Tennessee's your strongest play. If I look down here, I like I like Buffalo at home. Take the points. Small play on Houston. We're, we're different. Houston, Pittsburgh. Last week, a lot of the times where we were headbutting, when I listened back to the podcast and the picks, I think I was right on most of the ones where we were contradicting. So the way this would usually work is you'll probably – it goes week to week. So, you know, anywhere we're contradicting, we'll see how it plays out for this 2020. But you're probably right. So that would be Pittsburgh there. Um,
0: All right. So what's your strongest play? Well,
1: I like. Are uh, you really going to go
0: with Washington as your I strongest play? I like Washington play?
1: getting the points, um, but it's not like my strongest play because it's Washington. I love Atlanta. I think that 2-0 and oh thing. Um, Atlanta, Chicago being 2-0, and oh, Atlanta being 0-2. Oh I like Atlanta, but I could see also see it being a three-point game. Can you game.
0: see Atlanta winning by like one?
1: Yeah, because who knows what the hell that team's doing out there. So and no lead's going to be safe, clearly. So it's tough. Trubisky already brought him back, the Bears back against Detroit. Defenses are probably similar. So it's tough. I can't make that my best bet.
0: All right. Well, let's finish up the games. And I maybe... think we're coming
1: to my best bet.
0: Okay. All right. Dallas at Seattle.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know that you can give Seattle uh, or Dallas enough points here. Cause It's not gonna well, go higher than like 10, right? It's only five. And I see the double digit win here.
0: The um this is the highest total on the board opening at 55 and it's up to 57. I mean, this is a higher total than the Green Bay, New Orleans, Kansas City, Baltimore. That just doesn't seem right to me, but
1: so Seattle's two and zero, oh, and Dallas is one and one. It opened at three and a half and it's now at five. Seattle I mean, favored.
0: Se- Seattle's definitely looked great um in both their games. Um, Dallas, I don't know. I mean, you can't give them too much credit for last week. So here's Um, what
1: Vegas has to be thinking, right? The the number is really high. It's 57. You have Russell Wilson, who's played unarguably, I think, but we'll say arguably the best in the NFL. He looks like the MVP. We're only two weeks in, right? So let's not get crazy. But after two weeks, he looks like the MVP. Dak, and he's been somebody I think Dak would look up to as a quarterback in the NFL. And I think Dak is going to be motivated to really um, look at it from a competitive spirit standpoint that he wants to produce well going head to head against um, Russell Wilson. However, I mean, I think that's why the number's high and I think, you know, they'll score some points. I think at the end of the day, Seattle's offense is just going to be way too good for Dallas's defense. I see a double digit win. Might go up to like three touchdowns and then they kind of backdoor it down to like like 10, 9. But you're sitting here, the line's five. It's not going to go up more than a touchdown by Sunday. I would take Seattle all day. I would also look for strong. It's a good play for Seattle to do um, Survivor. Okay. You might want to save them for an easier matchup, but um, I don't think you're going to want to take them in any of the division matchups that they have. Seattle's going to be a good team throughout, but if you have Seattle available, you're struggling uh, confidence-wise to pick somebody else. I w- it's not crazy to take Seattle here. I think you have to consider Arizona, but watch out for them because they're the highest pick, right? I just want to uh, summarize the survivor picks. You could think about going on Arizona. I like the Chargers because you'd want to use them this week against Carolina so you don't have to use them again. Indianapolis is a good pick over the Jets. That's an obvious pick. You might want to save Indianapolis for later, and Seattle would be the fourth one to consider.
0: Um, all right. So are you saying that Seattle is your strongest play?
1: I like Seattle. Okay, at minus five. I like Seattle at minus six and a half.
0: Okay.
1: So the minus okay. five. Um anything under a touchdown, you gotta go Seattle.
0: So are you gonna sell points on that? Um all right. Let's no, I'm um, gonna take it.
1: I'm gonna take it at five.
0: Um go to Green Bay, New Orleans. So these the Sunday night Monday night games are Definitely interesting games. They should be good games.
1: So do you want to talk about, before we get in here, because this is a really good matchup, right? And I think we have a lot of close matchups here. Do you want to go into the teaser thought for this week?
0: Because
1: um, it looks like it's lining up to be a good, like if you want some action on some of these games, it might be tough to pick because you have Green Bay, New Orleans, a great matchup, Kansas City, Baltimore coming up on Monday night. Um, you could, and you have some big lines like Indianapolis, right. Against the jets. You want to feel a little more comfortable with it and tease it down. There's probably a good five or six teams that you could put in a parlay card or a teaser card.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I personally, I don't do a lot of straight bets. I, I, and even sometimes I'll go in and I'll, I'll look at place in one, but then I just can't help but parlay. It with something I just always have to Increase my odds. So I play a lot of teasers and I'll play You play
1: double digit teams. You'll look for the big payout. Like Like Put 20 bucks down and get a couple thousand 13,
0: 14 picks. Yeah. But 20 bucks (coughs) wins you two grand. And you know, what am I putting out there? 20 bucks a week,
1: 20 bucks is 20 bucks.
0: 20 bucks a week. But if you hit one, um,
1: pays for the whole season. And so, but
0: like games like this are the perfect, um, place to do it. I think. Because if you have, you know, two pretty competitive teams, um, I mean, I think it's going to be a close game. Do you really see like the Saints blowing out? Um, no, the Packers.
1: I think my point is to play. You you want to consider playing a multi-team teaser,
0: and then with the, you know, p-
1: some of the picks that we're giving you this week.
0: Yeah, like you said with Indy. I mean, do I like Indy at eleven and a half? Yeah. Eh, I mean, no. But if you can tease that down to a six and a half, yeah. Um, So and games like Green Bay, New Orleans, I mean, I would probably take um, Aaron Rodgers at minus three if you think it's going to be a three point game, but if you can get it at you know, minus eight or nine. Um, so
1: what's the injury situation coming into the new Orleans well, game? Well,
0: Both of these teams are going to be without their number one. Most likely I'm not sure number if one receiver. Adams has been ruled out officially, but Michael Thomas out. has, um, so yeah, I mean, I think they're kind of like equally suited teams. They're both going to be without their number one guy. um, He's and doubtful. I, I would say, yeah.
1: Devontae Adams is doubtful. So mm-hmm. that's the Friday status. He's not seen at practice.
0: Um, so I do think New Orleans has a pretty good run defense. Um, so that worries me a little bit about it. But my pick would definitely be Green Bay um, to at least keep it close. I mean, I'll take the points in Aaron Rodgers all day.
1: I mean, it's almost like people o- overlooked the fact that Michael Thomas wasn't playing against the Raiders because a lot of people like New Orleans. I think you definitely definitely have to take that into account if he's not playing here against Green Bay, who looks like the best team in the NFC next to Seattle, right? I think so far you got Green Bay and Seattle looking like the best teams in the NFC.
0: I mean, I I worry a little bit about Green Bay because if De'Avante Adams doesn't play, then who do they have? But I think they have a a few more options at least. Like um, New Orleans doesn't really have much. I don't
1: know. Well, they have. um,
0: They have Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith.
1: Yeah, and Emmanuel Sanders hasn't done anything. He hasn't He's going to need to anything. step up there.
0: Um, and Jared
1: Cook. Yeah, so they're going to beat you with the running game if they get Kamara going, Pass Same. passing the Kamara, the Kamara game, let's call it, because they'll pass and, throw, and run the ball with him. Um, I, if, if Michael Thomas was playing here, I'd be all over New Orleans, coming back home after they lost that game on Monday night, I think a short week. Um, but I don't know how he can take them without Michael Thomas. It's like a different team. Drew Brees is... Another guy that's in, in, in his forties, right? I
0: just feel like uh, Aaron Rodgers is on a tear this year. So,
1: yeah, I don't know how you can go against Green Bay and have a good feeling about it.
0: Um. All right. So, who would your pick be? Green Bay.
1: I would take Green Bay just because I can't get over I'll the fact that Michael points. Thomas is out. Yeah.
0: Um. And then, all right, last game is Kansas City at Baltimore, and this is another. Very similar game there. I mean, two of the best teams going up against each other. They're both 2-0. Somebody's going to leave the uh, stadium with a loss. Um, And I I have to take the points there and take Kansas City.
1: All right, we're on the same page on this one. I just don't know how you can, at this point, after they've won the Super Bowl, they've looked pretty good. They struggled last week and came back and got the win. I don't know how you can go against Kansas City, especially if they want to give you more than a field goal against anybody. If um, they're on I the think road,
0: Kansas City has won both. Oh, Jesus,
1: well, you caught uh, it again. What's going on over there? Because you
0: know? I know it, it's slowly sliding out the whole time. I know it won't. It won't grip it good enough. Um, you Kansas, can't get a good grip on it. <laughs> Kansas City has won both of the games they've played against Lamar Jackson. I think you said Andy Reid is like four and one against. Uh,
1: now don't be using my stats. Come on,
0: the uh, Reed. I think
1: you said I'm not going to tell you my stats anymore if you're going to go use them on the podcast.
0: Um, and uh, Lamar has, you know, in the, in the big games, he's kind of come up short. So, um,
1: I say you take the points here. You're getting over a field goal. It's three and a half points. Um, Baltimore has not done well against Kansas City, uh, especially Reed has the head up on Harbaugh. He's won the last four times they've played against each other. (laughs) Had to get that in there (laughs) again. um, He's four and one all time against Harbaugh and has has won the last four. But also Reed against former staffers is 12 and six. So he has a good record of going against people who have been on his coaching staff in the past.
0: um, And we'll also um, say that um, the reason that the Chiefs struggled a little bit last week with the uh, Chargers was because they were too busy looking ahead to the big game coming up this
1: week. Hey, would it be like Ron Burgundy if I wrote a stat, a fake stat down here on my paper? Would you like sneak it and, and read it as your own? Like I, I'm just going to try that next podcast. When I write well, if you bulls- weren't
0: going to get that point out <laughs> there, I figured I'd get it out there. It was a good point. No, nah,
1: it's okay. Because we joked around about me stealing your stuff sometimes. But okay. so I just felt like I would do it on camera. Bust your stones. All
0: right. So final thoughts on week three.
1: Uh, week three, I feel like tends to be a tough week every year. Really? Um yeah, I feel like week 3 crazy things happen. I don't see so many crazy things, but you had a lot of favorites uh win last week.
0: Well, I remember when I played the card, I was like, "Oh my god, it's all favorites down the line. I shouldn't even bother to play this."
1: Yeah, I but would I would just be be careful.
0: I think I I think we're we're getting there. I think we got a better feel for what these teams are and this week we'll just bring more perspective. And uh I felt pretty good about it.
1: I just keep looking at Washington and thinking that defensive line is going to shred uh, Cleveland and, and kill Baker Mayfield. And, and the line's so big. So I know Washington's not that great, but.
0: They beat the Eagles.
1: They did beat the Eagles, but, <laughs> but Cleveland's not that good. And to, I, I, I Last year, I was all in the Cleveland bandwagon. Got about halfway through the season. I'm like, they still haven't proven anything. And I refuse to go on Cleveland if they bring Joe, even if they bring Joe Montana back from retirement and he's throwing the ball 80 yards down the field, I would not play Cleveland until they prove that they can win games consistently. I'm talking like four or five games in a row.
0: Um, all right.
1: So Washington. I love it. Play the money line. Definitely a, take the points. That's
0: but- a strong take, Steve. Strong take.
1: I know. I would be the only one on Washington, but.
0: Well, you better put some money on the money line if you feel that good about it. All right. Well, that'll do it for us for week three.
1: It's a wrap.